Hey, everybody, and welcome to Breaking the Wall Podcast. It's me, Brandon. It is a beautiful fall day here in New York City. We've had, I would say, a full summer season, early fall season of just nonstop clouds and rain. Massive monsoons, massive floods. It's been really insane out here. And we are blessed with a week of sun and fall weather. I think it's like 60 degrees right now, 65. And that is really my ideal. I am a fall person. My birthday is in November. I love this like season change. I love when it gets a little colder. Things cool off a bit. And we're also getting revved up for the new year. I know it's still some time away, but... I don't know. I start to see this year winding down a little bit. I start to reflect on what I accomplished this past year, what auditions I went to, uh, what jobs I was able to do, what I created, all that kind of stuff, and start to look forward to next year and kind of what I want to improve on, what I want to, what I want to, what I want to continue to develop. Um, And I think in this time of reflection, I got this message the other day on Instagram and someone asked me, when do you know when it's time to stop pursuing a company or show? And when is it time to just pivot and find and start going towards something else? And before I even get into this episode, um, I want to reiterate that there is no perfect answer to this. There is no perfect time to stop investing in a company or a show. I mean, you can keep showing up to auditions, workshops, whatever, in pursuit of this company forever, right? For decades, year after year, you know, Um, as long as they exist and have an audition and have a place to show up, you can go as much as you want. That's fine. But at some point, we need to come to terms with what the reality of the situation is and what information is being presented to us, right? And I think sometimes we get this information and we're like, okay, that's that's it. We're throwing in the towel. Uh, Sometimes I think it's too soon. And then sometimes I think we hold on a little too long. And like I said, there's no right answer. But what I wanted to do with this episode is offer you some signs to look out for. So if you are going for a company and you are auditioning year after year, you're going to their workshops, you're taking class with the choreographer, whatever it is, whatever you're doing to pursue this job, I wanted to give you some signs to look out for things that uh, just to make you pause and think, okay, is this still the right thing for me? Because I think that's also valid, right? As we continue on in our career, we're going to have different priorities. Things are going to change. We're going to have different wants and different needs. So how does that align with what the company is anyway? So maybe these are good moments. These things I'm going to mention today of what is uh, a good move for you. Um, and I want you all to just trust that you're going to have the, this isn't working out moment, right? If you're not booking the job you want to book and you are, you are prioritizing that thing and you are showing up and doing it, there will be a time when you say this isn't working and then you can make a choice that makes the most sense for you, right? So take these markers as suggestions and use your best judgment on what the best decision is for you. So let's go ahead and dive in. The first one I want you to look out for is you've done your due diligence to immerse yourself in the work. You've done your due diligence to immerse yourself in the work. If you've been attending classes, workshops, auditions for years and there's no bites, 
And to be clear, I want you, I want to do a whole nother episode on this, but I think you need to do a combo of these things to book a job, right? I just want to give you a little teaser of an episode to come. But yeah, you know, you take class, you audition, you workshop. Ideally, you're doing at least two of those three things or one of those things before the audition, right? Going to a workshop before you audition, uh, taking class before you audition, going to a workshop and then taking class later on, right? But if you really want to be a company or show, these are, these are kind of necessary things these days, right? These are things that we kind of have to do because the industry is so saturated. But the goal here is I want to make sure that the person that you're auditioning for, the people behind the table, they know your face or name before you audition, right? I, I don't want you just showing up day one of the audition and being like, I'm brand new. You never knew me. Can you do that? For sure. I'm trying to give you the best odds, right? I'm trying to not make your first introduction that moment where they're watching you dance for the first time. I want them to look at you and say, oh, wait, I know this person. Yeah, they're familiar. Let me look at them. You know what I mean? Just so you're not overlooked. This is impossible for all work, but if there are opportunities for this kind of engagement, I would just want you to take advantage of them. Little tangent for you. But if you are on a first name basis with this company and or they know you, they've seen you multiple times, right? And they're not hiring after, let's say, a couple of years, a couple of auditions, two to three, maybe four without any feedback, anything like that. Any like, hey, you're on the right track, whatever. It's a good sign that something isn't clicking to make that jump from potential hire to employee. Something isn't clicking. So once again, as I said at the beginning of this episode, take all this, take a no, take a cut, whatever it is as information. It could be that they didn't see you. It could be all this. But if they know you and if they've seen you before and they know what you're uh, capable of and you're not getting the job, it's a good, that's good information for you, right? Take that in and decide what to do next. So if you have done your due diligence and you've immersed yourself in this work in this company the best to the best of your abilities and it's not working, that's a good first sign that maybe it's time to pivot or try something else. Yeah. Number two is you're not booking after multiple auditions. Yeah. Let's say you're not doing, they don't have an opportunity for um, you to take class or there's no opportunities for you to do a workshop. There, it's just a cold audition. How many auditions? <laughs> really hard to say, right? Uh, you know, but, you know, if you're making it to the end of an audition year after year, I'd say that warrants a conversation of some point, which we'll get into in a little bit. But if you find yourself getting cut before the final round year after year, we need to take that information and do something with it, right? We need to figure out where we're missing information, missing skills, um, and we need to go find those skills right before we come back. Or once again, it's like, okay, I'm not making it to the, even to the end of this audition, right? I've been here year after year. Um, and it's just not happening for me. Take that and be, maybe that's your sign that maybe it's not the right company for you. What else is like there? What else can we see? Right? I know, you know, and man, this episode is so tough because I also know dancers who have, auditioned for shows five times before they got the job. And then there's other people who audition. You know, I, I work with a dancer uh, through my coaching who just moved to this city 
uh, a month ago and was here for less than a month and booked a job, right? Booked a good job, like wide open call, walked in, booked the, booked the gig, right? It's not a one size fits all situation, people. It really, really isn't. And we, your goal is to find that formula to make it work for you or, you know, take it as information that something's not working and you need to adjust. So that's number two. If you're not booking after multiple auditions, if you're not booking, you know, if you're not making it further, that type of thing, it's time to ask some questions and see if you need to pivot or go in another direction. Number three, this one is a spicy one and a little vulnerable for me. Um, But if you are moving backwards in the process, right, if you are moving backwards. So some of you know this story, but um, I was... I auditioned for Hubbard Street three times. So Hubbard Street Dance Chicago. The first time I auditioned, I it was for Hubbard Street 2. I wasn't, according to the criteria, I wasn't old enough for the main company. Um, so I auditioned for Hubbard Street 2. And I didn't book it. I made it to the end, got to the interview round, and uh, just didn't get the gig. The second time I auditioned, I auditioned for the main company, And once again, made it to the end, made it to the interview round, did not book the job, but I was invited to be a guest artist for a month, right? They were, they were low on dancers. They needed someone to come in and fill, like learn the rep and kind of act as an understudy for the show. Then the third time I auditioned, that was the end of, I did that month and I went on my business. The third time I auditioned was my final audition that I've done. And I got cut after the first round of rep. And if you're familiar with the with the old form of the audition, it was you come in, you do ballet class, you do a rep, and there's like three rounds, right? There's like rep one, rep two, rep three, and then the interview, right? So I got cut after the first round, and I was, uh, you know, I'd be lying if I said it didn't sting a little bit, right? But I was grateful eventually for the information, right? That for me was information. I At this point, I've auditioned three times. Third time, they they knew who I was. The people on the other side of the table could name me without looking at my resume, right? They knew who I was. And the fact that I got cut at that point was information that actually we're good on you, brand. Like, we've seen you. We know what your, your strengths are. We're looking for something different. And at that point, they were like, there's no point in us keeping you here if we're not going to hire you, right? So did it sting? Yes, but it was information and it was good for me to, you know, take that. And I mean, I think about it now and I go, what would have happened if I took that information and then came back a fourth year, right? But it asked me that moment to reevaluate what I wanted and uh, questioned if this company was for me anymore. Questioned why I was there, if it was the right fit. What did I like about it? Was it worth diving back into some hard work to book this specific job? Right. From there, when you get if you're moving backwards like I did in my from, you know, in a very like tactical way. Right. I was making it to the end. Then I wasn't making it to the end. From there, you have you get that information. You have to decide what to do next. Right. You're like, okay, maybe where do I put my focus now? If my focus was here for three years uh, or I was continuing to try to get this and it's not going to work. okay, where do I need to spend my time? My dance career needs to continue. I need to be doing other great work, and I did. And I found some really incredible work, better work for me, better fit for me, all that kind of stuff. 
So that's the number three sign. If you are moving backwards, take that into consideration. Uh, two more here. The fourth one is a conversation-based one. If they have never told you you're on the right track and to keep coming back. If they've never pulled you aside and said, hey, we don't have a spot for you, but you are on the right path and we want to hire you soon. Yes, I want you to keep doing this. If they want you, I will tell you they will let you know. People want to hire dancers that excite them, dancers that they know, dancers that they trust. Yeah, there are so many factors that go into hiring, right? There's budget, space. It's a timing thing, right? Is anyone leaving the show or company? Uh you know, it, and all these things keep dancers from getting in, getting this job. And maybe the spot that's great for you isn't available yet. Maybe you're auditioning for a show and it's t- a typecast show and there's one person who you'd be, one role that you'd be perfect for, but it's not available, right? They want to keep seeing you. They want you to keep coming back. It's just not the right timing yet. And a lot of the times they'll tell you that. I think that is the best. That is the best situation where they're like, honestly, we know exactly what you're good for. And you are good for us. Not right now. Right. Unfortunately. And that may mean you go and get another job and never audition for this show or this company again. Right. But at least, you know, okay, maybe I can still put some effort here. Yeah. Any job I got, whether that was after audition once or audition It was like a two or three year process. I had some form of we love you and we want to find a way to work with you soon, right? Or at some point. There was always that kind of dialogue, which always made me say, okay, I can keep putting my efforts here. And if that's not happening and they aren't engaging with you on that personal we know you level, it may be a sign to stop investing, Right. If they're if they're just pulling you along, if they're just like, oh, yeah, come back next year. If they're not engaging with you on a personal level, I think especially in like the contemporary dance world, it's uh, it's a good sign that, okay maybe this isn't the space for me. They're following up. You know, if they if they want you, they're following up. They're making exceptions. They're engaging with you if they want if they're going to offer you a job. Just keep that in mind. And if they're not, it's once again, all circumstantial, everybody. People are so weird. People who hire people, dance industry people are so weird. They may love you and never talk to you, but you know what I mean? Uh, So this is a great indicator that you should keep going. But, you know, if you're making, if you're making it to the end, I think it's weird that they wouldn't talk to you. Yeah. If you're making it close every time and they're not talking to you, I think that's a little strange, but maybe just something you could ask a question about. And this kind of leads me into the final idea. And this is the one I really want you to look out for. And it's if you're investing more in them than they are investing in you. If you are investing in them more than they're investing in you. Yeah. If they're not creating opportunities for you, right? Creating uh, spots for you to come into the company or they're not creating workshops for you to attend. They're not inviting you to take class. Um, if they are not, you know, if they express interest in hire you, hiring you, but insist on you continuing to pay for class and workshops. Yes, I'm here to pay for class and workshop. But if you're like, I want to offer you a job, keep coming to class, keep coming to the workshop because I need to see more. I think that This is where we start to say, can you invest in me a little bit? Because I've been paying for class. I've been paying for workshops. So how can you 
help me out, right? And we, those are hard questions to ask and they're nuanced conversations, of course. But um, this is really something that comes from year a years-long relationship, right? Not like I've been to two workshops and they're not hiring me, blah, blah, blah. This is like, I've been, you know, been here for a couple years now. You know my name. You know who I am. We're talking. You're saying that, uh, you know, it's about the language they're using. They're, and the actions they take to support that language, right? This is a major red flag to me when they're like, hey, we really want you in this company. Keep investing in us. What? Yeah, I, gu- I guess. But what about, hey, we really want you in this company. How? Let's invest in you until we get a spot. Let's offer you free company class. Let's get you into this studio. Let us... Like, you know, of course, the ideal is that they just offer you a job and pay. But as we discussed earlier, there's so many factors that we wish people could just offer us all the money in the world right now. But I hope that this is a rare situation. And this is usually where dancers start to feel led on, right? It's that feeling of, I feel like I'm being led on by this company. I feel like they're saying, hey, hold out, hold out, hold out. Or maybe you're an apprentice and they're like, hey, actually, we're, we don't have a spot for you, whatever, whatever, whatever. You need to go where the money is. You need to find the place that is going to invest in you financially as well, right? I would take people at their word for sure. If they say they want to work for you, they want you to work for them. Yeah, that that's something. But be observant of what actions they take moving forward and make the choices that are best for you. Yeah, if you are someone who is like, I can't hold out, you you call me when you got a spot available, right? I got to go make some money dancing over here. That I think that's the power move you can make because, once again, if they say they want you and they want you, they'll call you when the money's there, right? You don't have to hang around waiting, in my opinion, yeah. You know, and this is such a crazy nuanced conversation. I hope if you all have thoughts on this or if you've experienced some form of this, I would love to hear from you. Um, but, you know, nothing has to be cold turkey or final or a breaking point. I hope it's not. I hope it's you can have open communication and you can have these uh, really um, exciting adventures, exciting processes getting to where you want to be. I just don't want you all to hold out for empty promises and maybes. Yeah, you have so much career to live. You have, uh, you you know, very full careers to live. And I don't want you ignoring opportunities or, you know, putting your blinders on to what else is possible for you because your word is going to get in the way of your long-term goals, right? So you can go for jobs as long as you want, as long as your heart desires. I just want you to keep a broad eye open for the places that are investing in you, as much, if not more, than you're investing in them. Yeah. I hope this was helpful, everybody. I thought this was a really interesting question. I think it's something that a lot of dancers, especially early on, they face. They go, hmm, okay, cool. I did the free thing. Now I need to be paid, right? What choices do you have? You have a lot. You can do a lot of things. You can always move on. You can go somewhere else. You can do your own thing, Um, as I said. (laughs) But I hope you enjoyed this. Please leave a review if you are loving these episodes. I appreciate all of you listening. We are approaching episode 100, which is crazy. Uh, Like two episodes away, which is so fun. Um, But thank you all for listening. I do this, one, for fun, and for two, uh, that it's useful information. So if you do have a question, reach out to me on Instagram or 
uh, at either it's Brandon Coleman or at Breaking the Wall. I would love to hear from you. Um, but enjoy your day, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.